This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to start a self-healing journey, build healthy habits, and create a life you love. If you haven't already, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. I am once again so excited for my guests. This is plural. I have two guests on today and I am so excited to interview them. This has been a long anticipated episode that I have been really, really excited to share with you guys. I'm excited to welcome Helen and Carly. And I want to explain how we met because it's really funny. I feel like I have these weird coincidences with meeting people, but I mean, the universe is always bringing me the people that we need in our life. So welcome girls. Thank you. Okay. So this is how I met Helen and Carly. (laughs) Last year, I was at the Bluffs Regional Trails Park and I would take Berkeley there. um, And it's just like, this windy road of hills and it's amazing view. And so I would just always walk around there and take Berkeley and I parked and I started my walk and I saw you girls outside under the pavilion at a table. I was like, Oh, they're selling something. I don't know what it is, but um, I think there was like some people you were talking to some people. So I just Mm -hmm. went about my way. I was like, Oh, well, I don't know. That's cool. (laughs) I just kept going, Mm -hmm. but I decided my whole thing. And then I'm walking to my car and you girls came up to Uh me. So I want to hear your part of this story and how you guys saw it from your perspective. Okay. So we were selling the cookies. These two guys came up to us and they were like, I don't know. One of them seemed like really sad because he had just gone through a breakup. They said like, they looked over and you were about to start walking. And he said, 
this one guy said, let me buy a cookie and then give it to her when she comes back around. And then he wrote his number on it or something like that. We were waiting for you to come back and we honestly weren't getting like really any business at that point. Let's just wait until she comes back around so we can give it to her. <laughs> then at some point, we kind of gave up because yeah. it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> that thing takes like an hour to do. Yeah, and we thought we missed you, honestly. Yeah, so we're like, we started to pack up. We got everything in my car. And then as I started to drive away, we saw you come down. <gasps> no. <laughs> like in the middle of the road. And Helen's like, run, run. And so I ran out and I go up to you and you had your headphones in. And I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> and I like planed it all but you didn't hear me because you had your headphones in oh hi <laughs> and then this guy like i don't know do what you want with this information but this guy wrote his number on this box that we had cookies in and i was like so do what you want with it but yeah and then you kind of just started asking us about what we were doing yeah okay, yes i remember that it was funny i did not know that you guys we're like leaving so that's a new information for me so that's hilarious and now look where we are so all meant to be so yeah okay so you gave me the cookie obviously the guy's name and number was on it but I have a boyfriend so I was like well I'll eat the cookie I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. throw away the box yeah and so then I was like oh so I just thought you know how people sell like gluten-free dairy-free all like the really healthy cookie so I yeah. thought that's what you girls were doing you're just like found like a way to make really healthy cookies and we're selling them and then I was like is there anything special about these cookies and you were pretty much like no we just we sell them and then we donate all the proceeds to a mental health foundation and I was like oh my gosh then we got to talking I just thought that was so awesome so obviously I explained a little bit about me I asked you what you guys did and I just Mm -hmm. thought it was so freaking cool because you guys are in high school you're seniors right yeah and so I was like what the heck like who these two beautiful girls on a Saturday or in their spare time baking cookies and selling them to give to a mental health foundation. I was honestly, I was just floored. I was like, what is happening? So then we exchanged information and I kind of shared a little bit about you guys on my story and, and yeah. And so we've just really kept in touch ever since you guys have a really good Instagram. You guys share really good mental health tips, self-care. And yeah, I'm just was like really, really inspired by you guys. So I'm so excited that we kept in touch and I knew that you guys would have to be a guest on my podcast one day. I think I even said that. I was like, you guys are going to be a guest on my podcast. And it's probably been, I mean, maybe not a year, maybe like a little less than a year. Yeah, later. And so here we are. So I love that. And also like right after, I think right after you left that day, we ended up going home and then we found your Instagram and we were like oh my gosh because you did like such similar things as us then you posted us on your story and we ended up getting like $200 from this guy that donated on our GoFundMe yeah yeah that's a really good friend of mine he loves that kind of stuff so shout out to Chris he's probably gonna listen to this because he's like a really good friend of mine um so shout out to Chris so I'm really excited to dive into this conversation today honestly I just want to segue into how did you guys get into this mental health self-care stuff because I think it's very very rare uh, females especially I mean especially anyone your age in general but for anyone to already be this self-aware sharing the tips that you guys are sharing I didn't even know any of this stuff till like three years ago when I'm in my 30s so I'm just really curious how you girls even started to do this. So I feel like when I was growing up, many of my close friends and family members struggled with mental health disorders, and I never really understood it until freshman year when like COVID hit, and then everyone was isolated, which led to like a huge change in everyone's mental health, including my own. 
And I didn't really know what to do because I didn't consider like professional help really. So I kind of just started this wellness journey. And I remember this one book I read called The Power of Now. And I really started to understand myself on a deeper level and understand like what made me feel my best self. And then I took steps towards that. And then I was really able to heal myself. And then me and Carly started going on this walk every day. And then we both were able to get like a lot of mental clarity. And we just really felt called to share it with as many people as we could. And for me, me. So at the beginning of high school, I kind of noticed like a drastic downfall in my mental health. Like it was really hard for me to get my work done, even go to school. I would say my main priority at that point in time was going out with my friends. I never really considered like doing good in school. And I feel like the thing that really took a toll on me was being the dumb girl kind of like everybody had really low expectations of me that's what I thought of myself because that's you know it kind of projected onto me and then once COVID hit Uh, My only option really was to be alone, and that's something I never experienced before. And I still feel like that time was kind of a blur, but I do remember going outside more than I ever had in my whole life, and I feel like nature really does heal you in a way. And as Helen talked about, we did go on a lot of walks together. We conversed a lot about, like, our friends' mental health, our owns, and we kind of opened up to each other, and we were like, wow, like, this really is a problem. So then junior year is kind of when I really started to build up my confidence, and that was purely because I did kind of isolate myself from, like, the people around me, which I think if you're doing it in a healthy way, it's really good because you can learn about yourself and like give yourself the time to heal and I think that was the main part was just being alone and that's when I kind of started to read working out more and as I said going on walks so we kind of just started talking about how it was so apparent that everyone had been struggling and we really wanted to do something about it yeah oh my gosh that is oh my gosh that is the best answer you guys I mean you guys took the isolation and you just completely made the best of it which I don't think a lot of people did they used it as a way kind of go down the rabbit hole of bad habits gaining weight not working out leading to depression anxiety and I think you girls were aware enough that you were like we're not gonna let this get to me what can I do for myself and I love that you just read that one book like that's amazing to read one book and be like so life-changing that you're like, I need to start this journey. And then, like you said, just being alone, it's so good to be alone. I was very much like you in high school. It's like, I had to be with someone at all times. If I wasn't with my friends, I was calling everyone like, can you hang out? Can you hang out? Can you hang out? That's just so draining. To yeah. I mean, like, right. it, it gives you anxiety when you are alone. Right. Because you keep searching for validation or like people to be around, something to do. Being alone is really like the best thing you can do for yourself. Totally. Oh my gosh. Those were both great. Wow. I mean, it's only the first question. I'm <laughs> like in all of you girls, seriously. Okay, so obviously you were selling the cookies. So how did the idea of the cookies come about? I know you guys said you went on your walks and I love that you said that you were opening up with other people and sharing. So I think that's very rare for people to want to share their insecurities, their vulnerability, and literally let that guard down. So you started going on your walks, you opened up more. So how did the cookie thing come about? So at first we actually wanted to start a club at our school. And then we tried to talk to teachers about it and you had to have a certain amount of people and then a sponsor to start a club. 
but we couldn't end up getting a sponsor. So we kind of just took the matters into our own hands and we just decided to do a nonprofit. And then we were thinking of ideas. We're like, how could we raise money and awareness? So we were really good friends in like sixth grade. And one of the things we used to do all the time was bake cookies or just make like little desserts. So we're like, oh, that would be kind of fun. What if we tried selling cookies? Because it was kind of like a nostalgic feeling for us. First, the way it came, like it really came about is, so after we couldn't do the club, we were like, okay, let's start a blog. Because the main purpose of our club was going to be having people research different disorders and then like kind of present and like talk about them and so then we were like okay let's just do it on our own and let's just create a blog with like all the information that we find out and that wasn't only to spread awareness but also to help us get a better understanding of each mental Mm -hmm. health order so basically we did that And we were like, okay, what else can we do? Because we didn't really know how to advertise our blog in any way. Because like, yeah, we tried to post it on our social medias, but that was kind of just not really in places. And so we're like, okay, we need to go out and meet people. Yeah, so we started handing out flyers. And then after that, we had our first event. And it was just so different from anything we've ever done before. I think our first event, we made a lot of money. It was it was really cool to just be able to talk to people. And I remember there was a lot of people that resonated with us in our cause, which is mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. best part of it. There was parents who had lost their kids to suicide and they were just really proud of what we had been doing. And I think it inspired a lot of people. And that was really great. That's awesome. What kind of event was that? Um, It was just the same as our normal ones. We just went to the bluffs and just sold our cookies. So it's like an individual event. You're doing something that every single person can relate to. It's not like, oh, we're very niche. We only can relate to these certain people with this gender and age. You can relate to every single person. So yeah, you just have a very broad audience and everyone loves cookies. So I love that. So you guys started doing your cookies because you kind of had that nostalgic feeling of baking cookies together when you were younger and you were like, all right, we're just going to bake cookies. So you bake the cookies and then you sell them and then you donate the proceeds, but then obviously you use the money to continue to buy resources or anything you guys need to bake the cookies. Yeah. That's awesome. What is, I think you guys obviously are way out of your, of your time and your age and you're already so self-aware and you're already putting yourself in situations where it is uncomfortable, but you know that you have to put yourself in that to grow and to learn and you'll make mistakes and you'll, there'll be tons of lessons along the way, but you girls Mm -hmm. are so young. And the fact that you are just already dipping your toes in this like in 10 years 12 years when you're my age you're going to be so far ahead of everyone so what do you think is the most important thing you think kids your age should know right now about themselves or their feelings or what's one thing that you wish everyone your age knew Um, I feel like the most important thing that anyone can do to better themselves and really create a strong sense of who they are is to practice solitude and like being alone. When you're alone, you can actually gain clarity into your own self, which helps you like find your passions and Mm -hmm. your, I guess, purpose in life. But I feel like feeling negative and feeling like you're doubting yourself is completely normal. And the best way to manage that would be alone time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that so much because I feel like so many people our age are, again, not comfortable with being alone. And that's such a big problem because a lot of people don't understand that you only have yourself your whole life. And if you keep depending on people, like uh, the reality is people are going to let you down. 
-hmm. that just happens. And I've noticed that I rely on my friends for things. And that's even, it could be a bad mindset in some ways, because obviously you want to build connections with people. But I've noticed that when I rely heavily on my friends or my family, people are going to let you down. Yeah. And not even that they'll let you down, but something could change at any second. Like somebody could die, which is really morbid, but (laughs) somebody could die. Somebody could just have a change of thought a change of mindset or completely start going down a bad path and you can't rely on anyone so if you're comfortable with yourself and being alone then you're just like bound to be not even happy but at peace that's one thing that i wish i would have realized i mean although i i realized it pretty young during my freshman and sophomore year i was always going out and like that's what made me feel so sad is because i was like living for the weekend you know like always waiting for something to happen and then once Mm -hmm. I I started going to the bluffs I remember this one talk me and Helen had I was like I'm not looking forward to anything like not in a negative way but like I'm so happy where I am right now live my life day to day and not have to think about what's coming next and this and that like I can just be present we've talked about this in our podcast multiple times but that is the main thing that brings peace is literally just being in the present moment because then you don't miss out on so many moments because if you live for the weekend you're always living in a futuristic mindset like you're never really content with where you are in that exact moment so you're missing out on five of the seven days a week which is so many days in a year and your overall lifetime that's good that's a good way of putting it i've never heard anyone say it like that where obviously everyone lives for the weekend can't wait till friday i can't wait i don't want monday to come but i love that when you yeah you said you're you're missing out on those five days five days out of your lifetime is a lot of time that you're missing out on and not just being like i'm just gonna enjoy this day i'm gonna enjoy this moment take every single day day by day because there's that quote where it's like if you're living in the past you're depressed if you're living in the future you're anxious if you're living in the present you're at peace i feel like gratitude is a huge part Mm -hmm. in that because yes i realized once i started being grateful that i have the ability to like go to school and learn i do better first of all second of all like i'm just happier overall like i can walk into school and just be happy that i can learn and like be around people that i love you know instead of being there like oh i don't i don't want to learn about chemistry it's so it's so much easier to just like just like enjoy yeah and like enjoy the moment but another thing i wanted to talk about was how social media is so fake and i feel like that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of people need to realize and i think a lot of people do talk about this like it's a pretty frequent thing but people really don't understand that people only post their best moments on social media and everyone's guilty of this like i'm not going to post myself in a depressive episode on my Instagram, you know, like that's mm-hmm. just <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to unfollow Carly. She is just a mess. <laughs> Are just completely consumed by the media. So that's yes. all we're ever doing is watch TikTok and stuff like that. I feel like when people are sitting in their bed, like sitting and scrolling, they see everyone else being productive. And, you know, that makes them feel really bad about themselves. And I do believe that this is like the main reason why a lot of kids are depressed because they feel like they're never doing enough. And I feel like once you get out of that addiction yeah. sort of then you can understand that people only post their best moments and right that would make you a lot happier yeah i actually just posted a post before we got on the call i was kind of inspired to do what kind of what what you're saying but i did it in more of a um you know women comparing or girls comparing themselves in their physical bodies to magazine covers or instagram pictures so i just did a photo shoot last week and like no one knew what i went through to like 
like take that one picture and women are judging their entire lives around a woman posting one picture that she probably has 300 other horrible ones. And she was like, Hey, that's the best one. That's the where I look the best, but you don't see what she went through to take that picture. It's literally just one second of a moment. And you are basing 24 seven of your life around that woman. You're comparing, you're going to look at it. You're like, I don't look like that. Yeah. So again, it's just People are just picking the best possible thing, the best angle, the best filter, whatever they got to do. And they're posting it. And then they're getting all of these likes and and validation from something that's not even usually real. That's why I feel like, so on our podcast, I feel like every time we start it, we kind of talk about some struggle that we had gone through Mm. like in the week. And Mm -hmm. then we talk about how we coped with that and what we learned from it. And I feel like it's a very good way for us to analyze like what we were feeling in that moment and and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like the most important thing for kids to know is that it's okay. You're sitting in your bed all day, you know, like that's okay. And like, I want people to know that healing isn't linear and that you have to have ups and downs. Quick impromptu question. Helen, what do you think you had to heal the most? And same question for Carly. Uh, Definitely body image. Mm -hmm. I struggled a lot during COVID because I fell into the trap of comparing myself on social media and I never felt like I was good enough, which led to a lot of different eating issues. And finally, I was able to heal, overcome all of that, but it definitely took a lot of time and a lot of energy. Yeah, for me, I feel like it was just my anxiety like all the time I had anxiety like walking into school going to social events I just needed to show everyone that I was enough sort of mm-hmm. and it felt like I had so I put so much pressure on myself to like say the right things and stuff like that and also body image too and like what I looked like it was just a mix of everything and I feel like the thing I needed to heal the most was just being okay with myself mentally and physically yeah. I, I don't know I just wanted to feel content with my body and kind of the way I presented myself and the way I did that was literally just being alone and kind of affirming to myself that I am enough. Yeah. And just loving yourself and building that confidence and um, not always having to perform. I think that can get very draining on your energy. I know for me, I talk about it that I used to like wear different masks. So I'd like hang out with this person. I'd be this conforming to people who I was with. In high school, I could hang out with the jocks and then I could hang out with people that drank. And so when I was with the jocks, I was like, cool, I'm jock Kayla. And then when I hung out with the partiers, I was like, yeah, I'm like, cool, Kayla. You know, so it's like, I was never just like me in every situation. I was always conforming and a chameleon to whoever I was with. it was draining. It was soul sucking almost. If you can just be your ultimate confident self in every situation, then you can just brush things off so much easier. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't like you, you're like, I don't care. Where it's like, you probably wanted everyone to like you. We're like, no, you have to like me. Please like me. Yeah, that's one thing that I realized during my healing journey is that if people don't like me, then like, really, they're not worth my time at all. And that's so... It can be disheartening when it's somebody who you used to be really good friends with and then you kind of fall out of alignment with them because your morals change or you just start having different interests or Mm -hmm. something happens and you have a falling out, which it can be like kind of sad, but then you have to realize that they were meant to be in your life for a certain amount of time and just because they're not in it anymore doesn't mean that it's like a completely negative thing. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. 
So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And I remember... I heard that someone said that I didn't talk and I know this like happened with Helen too. Like I, I, that's, that's one thing that made me feel like really bad for some reason, because I'm like, well, I do talk, like I do talk to you. So I don't know why you're saying that. You know, I remember coming home, sitting in my bed being like, do people think I just like walk around and like stare at them and not talk? (laughs) Then I realized that maybe I don't talk to them for a reason. Like, they are sitting there talking about me, then they obviously have issues with themselves. Exactly. And that's something that I went through too, because I grew up super shy. I wouldn't say I had social anxiety, but I just didn't really talk to a lot of people. And then I think it was high school, I started growing into more of like who I was, but I still, I wouldn't consider myself shy, but I definitely have like selective talking. Like I only talk to somebody if I want to talk to them. And I feel like, like that's part of figuring out who you are because if you don't want to talk to someone um, like you yeah, don't have to do it you yeah. know like I feel like that comes out of validation if you think that you need to talk to everyone and you need to make everyone like you because if you don't care then it's like why why waste your energy trying mm-hmm. to be someone else so they for one how many people are even in your grade your class do you know how about how many people uh we have 900 kids in our grade in your grade not even in the school in your grade Holy moly. Okay. So can you imagine trying to get like 2000 people to like control the narrative of how they perceive you? That would be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did that person say about me that I hardly even know? Like, oh my God, and like putting your energy into it and and worrying about it for 2000 people. You have yourself, you're super strong and confident and people will gravitate towards you that are meant for you. And same, you gravitating towards other people and then you just have your close knit because I'm telling you, especially for you girls, I don't think, I mean, do you know anyone else in your grade that does what you do? Um, no. (laughs) So- You got to be like, we're, I mean, not to be cocky about it, but you're like, you know, you guys are way ahead of a lot of people. So for them to already fall off is not shocking because again, they're more into people pleasing, getting that validation, wearing all the different masks and just fitting in when you guys are really standing out in a good way. I still feel like a lot of people don't even know what we do, like since there's so many on our grade like they don't really know and the other day in class this kid he was just saying that I was stupid he's like mm. you're so dumb you're so mm. dumb like saying that to me and the, in the back of my mind like that would have that used to affect me a lot but in the back of my mind I'm like you don't even know like you wouldn't, you be, wouldn't saying be saying that, that. <laughs> right right exactly anyone that knows you would never say that if they knew you they would not be saying that so it does not matter it should not be affecting your energy so I love that you girl is already like working on that preserving your energy for where it needs to go and not giving it out to every single person. So conserving energy is a very important thing. Okay. So tell us more about your plans for the cookies, for your business, for your mission. What do you guys have in the work? So our overall mission is to release the stigma like surrounding mental health because there's a very negative connotation. I feel like it's almost if you have a mental disorder, you're weird or some people almost use it the opposite 
it. They glamorize it. I have this and they use it as a competition. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm depressed and Mm -hmm. I'm in a worse place than you. Like Mm -hmm. you should pity me or you should have sympathy for me. Um, And so I feel like for the future, what we want to do the most is to get rid of that negativity surrounding it and to um, make an impact amongst people like of all ages all around the world and i feel like for a nonprofit, i don't think it's necessarily about the amount of money we make or how big it gets we just love to get to talk to people also let them see that the younger generation is going to make a huge change like if we're doing this then we can inspire other kids to do it as well we've had so many people come up to us and ask if they can be on our podcast and just like talk crazy like i would have never thought that other people would want to talk about their struggles and stuff yeah and we also saw that when we started our blog we kind of started to text people and ask them if they would share some of their personal stories on their blog and it was so surprising how many people were open to that it kind of just shows that the younger generation is willing i don't know i just think it's amazing that we all the connections we made with parents and stuff like that so all age groups and then for our podcast i feel like we really strive to help people see that being mentally and physically healthy isn't reality because it helps people realize that nobody is perfect i also think that it's very inspiring for people our age to listen to it and be like okay like as much as we make it seem like we are perfect on social media we're not it's especially for people who know us personally if we can talk about the bad things that happened to us and like how we reacted instead of response yeah so i feel like I guess we'll just see how everything goes. We're just trying to make an impact amongst every age group and Uh, see where it goes. That's amazing. And I do think whether or not people want to admit it, they crave that vulnerability and they crave that authenticity. And as much as people want to shove it down and think that that's being strong, it's actually a weakness if you cannot open up and talk about your feelings. I know I am very guilty of this. I'm raising my hand. I will put my hand on the Bible. I was like this. I was like, if I just never talk about anything wrong in my life, people will think that nothing's wrong. (laughs) But that was actually not the way to connect with people. No one wants to talk to someone whose life is perfect or thinks their life is perfect because they're like, well, I cannot relate to you at all. When I talk about all the struggles is really when I get the most engagement or whatever on any of anything I do or talk about or post. It's when I am sharing the struggle. I always try to share how I overcame it too. I don't want it to always be a sob story, but yeah. And I always like to give tips of like, Hey, I went through this. I used to not be like that. I used to like, look at all the amazing things going on in my life. And then I was like, again, just my energy was like, I, it's just really hard to keep up with. So when I started opening up, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so much better. I can come back down to earth and be amongst the people who they all have issues too. So yeah, just opening up and sharing is the best thing you could do. It's actually, it's, it was proven because me and Helen, as we said, we used to be friends in sixth grade. We grew apart probably until like sophomore, junior year. And so then the whole reason that we started to become friends again was talking. And that's just crazy because like, that's how you make connections with people Mm -hmm. here, like ability. And I don't know, I just feel like, as I said, that's the best way to connect with people. And I feel like if we can share that more on social media, it will get more and more people talking about it. It will release the stigma around mental health. Oh, I just want to give a word of encouragement. I know you said you don't really know what's going to happen, but you don't have to know. 
just keep showing up and just keep doing what you're doing. You're already way ahead of most people. And a lot of us, even me, you know, I, I want to know like, is what I'm doing even doing anything? Like, but trust me, it is. This is really one of the most enlightening conversations I've had with anyone. And you girls are seniors in high school. So I mean, even just the doing the work on yourself is already amazing. And so just the fact that you are sharing, you, you want to talk to people, you want to connect with people, just keep doing that. And it is definitely, definitely going to pay off. Okay. So I always want to ask this question. I kind of, I get it from Oprah because whenever Oprah does an interview, she always asks her guest, what do you know for sure? So this is like, this could be one thing that you, if you had a megaphone to the entire world and you were on top of a mountain, what would you say? What do you know for sure? Or what do you want everyone to know? I would want everyone to know that they're not alone because, and I know that sounds cliche and it's kind of overused, but it's so true. Like every single person on the planet has thoughts and goes through um, different mental struggles and nobody's life is perfect. And I feel like, as we said before, different mental health disorders have become glamorized and it's like almost a trend Mm. or opposite where just people don't want to talk about it at all because they're either embarrassed because they think it makes them weak but every single person deals with these things everyone has had doubts so for me I would say that the key to peace and happiness is literally just changing your mindset about things and being grateful I feel like if more people realize that they would complain less like at school I'll literally walk around and I just Mm -hmm. hear people all day long being like I want to go home and pillars for Mm -hmm. conversation and like that literally manifests like negative negative things things I realize that when I stop engaging in those conversations like my day goes on better Mm -hmm. and when I start out my day with negativity it goes wrong every single time like if I wake up being like I hate this day already oh my god everything's going wrong things just continue to get worse and worse so I feel like if everyone knew that just having a positive mindset will change your life yeah it will change your life for the better and I mean I would say also that having a positive mindset you can't have that all the time it's just not it just can't happen because there's some days I wake up and I, although I know that it would ruin my day, I don't even care. It's like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh God, I hate this day. Like it's so, so hard to keep consistent. So I would also want people to know that it can't be linear. You can't be positive all the time because things happen. It's also better to feel through your emotions yeah. than to bury them inside yeah. because it will come out at some point and, and it won't be good. <laughs> and I feel like uh, the best way to cope with that is just to accept accept all feelings for what they are instead of labeling them good, bad, because then you expect a certain thing. And also when you think something is good, I feel like there's a certain subconscious cue that's telling you this is good. When's it going to turn bad? So if you label something as good, then it's just bound to become not good at some point. So when you just accept all feelings in all situations, Mm -hmm. then you're just way more at peace in your life. And Also, I would say another thing I would want people to know, (laughs) um, the trust, everything that happens in your life, like everything that happens is leading you to something better. It's if something bad happens, then it's just taking it out. So something better can come along. You know, we got kicked out of a concert that we really wanted to go to. Like like it was our favorite favorite artist ever. And we got kicked out. And I remember 
we reacted like we reacted yeah. very badly and we were like oh my god like i hate this this is this <laughs> this didn't happen for a reason like yeah, we this were, is I, so dumb i was so mad yeah and then as we kind of settled down more we were like okay this did happen for a reason and like the weirdest coincidence these yeah. happened to us where we we get in the car and we kept seeing like angel numbers i don't know if you believe in that but yes um angel numbers everywhere and we're like that's just like a little bit weird so we get back and then I see that I had this bracelet on because the concert we went to people give bracelets to each other and so I look on my wrist and I got this one that says angel on it and then there was a little term that said made just for you and then we were like okay someone is like watching out for us and like making sure that we're Mm. safe something may have happened then and I feel like it was protecting us from whatever bad would have happened so if we take that just kind of as a I don't know if it'd be like a lesson or a blessing but we never know like what could have happened but Mm -hmm. something bad could have happened and I'm honestly like so grateful Mm -hmm. for that because that's one of the biggest things I've learned in the past couple months is that I need to trust every single thing. Mm. Now you find every little moment to be like, this is for a reason. I do that too. The smallest thing. I'm like, well, I mean, that was supposed to happen. I 100% believe that. Yeah, you never know. You could have gotten, someone could have been drunk driving and hit you. You just never know. So I love that. Okay, you guys, if you're listening to this, you can't see the video, but these girls are like just so insane. They came so prepared. They are confident. They are, they are, so well spoken. I'm so glad that I got you guys really early on because you guys are going to be freaking famous. And so I'm like, I interviewed Helen and Carly back in 2022. So I'm so glad that you guys are on my podcast. Um, this was such a great conversation. Let everyone know where they can find you, just anywhere they can find you, social, website, your blog, podcast, all the things. Uh, so we have an Instagram and it's called cookies for change underscore Denver. And then we also have a podcast and it's it's only on Spotify right now. Oh, and Anchor. Mm-hmm. And it's called Thank Universe. And it's under Helen's account, under Helen Wonder. Okay. You can find it on there. Yes, I'll link all y'all's personal. Um, If you want me to do your personal Instagrams, your cookies one, I'll do your podcast. And then you have a website. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we have a blog. Um, We'll send you the link. It's, it's called The Mindful Mentality, but the link which is like kind of the only way you find it is cookiesforchange.wixsite.com. Okay, one more question. I do want to know, what are each of y'all's favorite books? What your favorite book you've read so far? Definitely The Power of Now. Power of now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would say the same thing. I feel like that completely transformed my mindset in every yeah. single way. I have to read that. I've, I've, I've never read that one. That's awesome. Well, I really like How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicola Pira. That is so good. That's just a good base for anyone looking to start a healing journey. Yeah, it's she's amazing. I've been following her for a long time. She is blown up. I think she has like 4 million followers on Instagram. She just shares everything that you and I, you guys just talked about. I mean, I think she's coming out with a new book uh, soon too. So that would be my top, that's definitely like my top three. I mean, I have multiple, multiple, like I love Michael Singer, The Untethered Soul. That's a good one. Um, Yeah, that's a good quick read too. It's really enlightening. So yeah. Oh, I'm just curious. I have to read The Power of Now. I love book sharing. I love being like, what book changed your life? I need to read it. (laughs) I need my life changed. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to you girls podcast. And again, I am so proud of you. You girls 
I can't even, there's no words. Um, again, I've like been smiling this whole episode and <laughs> just looking at you girls and you're so confident and you just know yourself. And I think that's very rare for women your age to completely understand and know themselves, love themselves first and foremost, and then share that with the world. So that's the greatest thing you can do is if you have a gift, you got to share it with the world. Okay. I love you girls. Okay. Thank you for having you. us. That was a great time. That was so good. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.